Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Amy Endeman, VP of Marketing at Apollo Neuro. Amy, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. So tell us about the company. All right. Apollo Neuro is a company that makes a wearable device that helps your body deal with stress better. Basically, all of us are being bombarded every day with modern technology and signals that our body is interpreting like we're in danger, but we're in fact not in danger. So what Apollo Neuro does is it uses touch therapy to actually tell your emotional cortex that you're safe and that you're in control. And when you are feeling that way, you can go from that tense, stressed out straight state into a parasympathetic state, which means that you can relax, fall asleep, be creative, find flow states, and do all of the things that you can't do when your body thinks you should be running away from a bear. Ah, okay. Very interesting. Seems like this would appeal broadly to a lot of people because everybody seems stressed out, especially in in the aftermath of a global pandemic, or maybe we're yes. still in the global pandemic. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, chronic stress has been rampant for a very long time, but I think we're just starting to talk about it a lot more as a society and also seeing people who typically can handle their stress starting to lose it a little bit when they have the pylon of kids at home, work from home, pandemic, election stress, all of that. So it's, it's been quite a, a few years. You know, we launched in early 2020. Basically, it was a perfect storm of, of everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. And it's been interesting mm-hmm. to be a part of that zeitgeist. Yeah, I'm sure. So now when we spoke a, a couple of weeks back and I asked you about your audience, you said you really have a large and expansive B2C audience of anyone, anybody who could benefit from being a little bit de-stressed, which is probably just about anybody. But then you also have a sort of burgeoning B2B audience. So I'd, I'd love to hear about both. Let's start with a B2C audience. Who are you, who are you targeting with your marketing? Yeah. So, I mean, as you mentioned, everyone is stressed out. So it feels like the world is our oyster, but that makes it really difficult to focus. So we've, we've identified kind of a core personality trait that most of our audiences share. And that is what we're called like an evolution mindset. It's people that have a growth mindset. They believe that the human body has the capacity to heal. They believe that we are powerful and that we can do a lot without necessarily having to tap into medication. Not to say all medication is bad, but with a combination of mindfulness practice, breath work, and other interesting new tools like Apollo Neuro, you can get a lot of benefits to de-stress without having that in a very safe and non-invasive way. So that's kind of our big umbrella. And then under that, we've identified three big buckets, and within those are a lot of different personas. The first being performance optimizers. So that's anyone from biohackers to athletes to performance coaches and business executives aspiring meditators, anybody who is really into getting their body to perform at a, at a higher level. And then kind of the biggest bucket, I would say, is the sleep deprived. And that's everyone from busy parents to working professionals or frontline workers. Also, Gen Z very, very much represents in that bunch. And what they have in common is looking for non-invasive solutions to fall asleep. And basically that sets you up to do all the other good things that you can't do when you're super fatigued and distracted. And then Mm -hmm. the final bucket are people who are really sick and people suffering from chronic stress related conditions like ADHD, PTSD, autism, 
pain, chronic pain conditions and also the practitioners and healthcare community that treats those people. And that gets us into the B2B space where, you know, we are playing right now kind of lightly since we are not yet FDA approved, but we are working with a lot of healthcare practitioners, particularly those who are working with children with ADHD, as well as folks who are specializing in trauma, particularly with PTSD, addiction, depression, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really interesting. By the way, I didn't know that, uh, Lack of sleep was a Gen Z thing. Oh, I mean, I think it's a Gen everyone thing. <laughs> I think Gen Z has grown up so fully immersed in uh, 24-7 media that it's created a, a different kind of anxiety that I think some of us who grew up a little bit earlier without those things that were pervasive in our, our teens and our, in our childhood, it's just different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Well, I know, yeah, that that amongst younger people generally rates of anxiety, depression, just through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media. And like you said, just always being, having a phone with the entire, all the information constantly at your fingertips is going to make you feel a little anxious. Absolutely. Like miss, when I was what, in high school, like my, my high school was my network. I didn't know what yeah. people were wearing other than, you know, on TV or in 17 magazine. And now it's just like, you can buy everything online. You can see what everyone else is doing. And it sets you up to pretty much always feel like you're you're not at the top of your game. Right. Or compare yourself to others, which is exactly. one, of the, one of the worst things you can do, right? And, and oh, one yeah. of the biggest causes of stress and anxiety and, and all that stuff. So, okay. So, you're deal- so you have these, these various buckets of people you're trying to connect with, the B2C, the B2B space. And what, what are some of your challenges there in actually cutting through because I imagine one of the challenges is simply cutting through the noise. There's just a lot of demands on these folks' attention. You know, even when you get into subgroups like well, people who might be into meditation or alternatives, you know, sleep therapies, still even there, there's a lot of technologies out there, a lot of products competing for Mm -hmm. attention. So what has been your guys' strategy for differentiating and and get in, engaging with the people you need to engage with. I think we spent the first year of our existence trying to figure out how to even explain what Apollo does in a small number of words, because mm-hmm. uh, typically in most marketing formats, you don't have that many words. You don't have that much time to grab people's attention. So yeah. we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do that. And, and that's been very tough because it's a very esoteric value prop. The other challenge is you've got folks who are, say, the performance optimizers or your healthcare practitioners who are very comfortable talking about the autonomic nervous system. They totally understand the relationship between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous response and the importance of balancing that out. And then you've got other people where they're like, what is that? So breaking it down into digestible bits of information where you kind of get the concept and you can double click down if you want more data or more credibility or more information has been really important for us. Mm-hmm. And a big challenge has been, you know, just how do you create a website that does that really effectively? Or how can you do that in an ad or a podcast or any kind of media placement? So I think mm-hmm. the last challenge has been we are starting to see more wearables enter the market. And we're kind of what a new generation that actually actively changes your health, where most people see a wearable as tracking their health. And that's yeah. been a, a very common misconception. We've had to work pretty hard to 
get across. And I don't think we're even there yet. Like a lot of people are like, why can't I see my HRV on this device? And you say, well, we don't track your HRV. Well, what do you Mm -hmm. do? We change your HRV. And that as a message, you got to be careful the way you say it, because it can be creepy, you know, relying on technology to change your body. You you need to make sure that you're very, very careful in how you explain how the technology works, how it's natural. There are no side effects. It's not addictive. And in fact, it's really just tapping into abilities your body already innately has versus doing something new or really different. Now, to, to what extent would you say that you guys focus on your messaging on, as you just said, just trying to describe what it is, what your products are and how they work and what they do? So in other words, kind of product-focused stuff. How much of your, of your content and, and your efforts go there? And how much is, is doing more kind of content marketing, speaking to the audience's broader interests and needs without talking exclusively about what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think the bulk of our marketing is really around storytelling, and we can break that into human and science. So we, you know, feature customers of ours heavily in blogs and in reviews. We work with podcasters who can tell about their personal experience using the product, and usually it's less about the product and more about the stress in their life. Mm -hmm. and about their lifestyle and how they've worked it into their lifestyle and the changes in their life that they've been able to see. And for some of them, that's been pretty profound. So it, it, we do very well with, with just human storytelling in general. And then the second side is the science storytelling. So just really making sure that we're always um, coming on the right side of science when it comes to research data and doing storytelling around the human body and the science of stress and the science of HRV the last piece that we do quite a bit of is useful tips and tricks. So mm. besides just talking about our product, what are the other things that you can do to, you know, get better sleep hygiene into your life or bring more focus or up your meditation game? And those are all topics that we've focused a lot on in our blog and then actually push that out in our emails. And we found that those tend to be our top converting pieces because people actually get something out of it and we're not just trying to sell 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 mm-hmm. we're helping to educate people and guide them towards different solutions which may include what you guys are doing and they come to trust you and mm-hmm. then oh maybe we should check out these wearable devices and these these people seem to know what they're talking about yeah so, i think that credibility is a big part of it yeah now, on the B2B side of things, again, when we when we talked a few weeks ago, you mentioned that you guys are working on a webinar series that are aimed at physicians. So tell, tell me a little bit about that, sort of the strategy behind the webinar series and what, do you, what you're trying to accomplish with that. Absolutely. So we started the webinar series more focused on the consumer side, and we've done a number of topics, both featuring experts in their fields in cardiology and addiction and pediatrics, things like that, as well as just like a Apollo one-on-one, sorry, Apollo 101 kind of onboarding that we thought was just going to be interesting to existing customers. But we found that about half of the audience were people that did not yet own an Apollo and just Mm. needed to understand, like, really, how do you use it? What is this thing? So the engagement in all those webinars has been much higher than we expected the participation rate from sign up to actually attending has been much higher. And frequently we schedule them to be about 90, no, 60 to 90 minutes. Most of them end up being like at least two hours. 
And mm, the drop off wow. rate is almost, you know, it's like 10% at the end of those two hours. So it's been fascinating to see how hungry people were for information and access to some of these experts that we we're bringing to the table. So as we look forward to the future, we're really interested in working, continuing to work with our board of scientific advisors who tend to represent major um, fields of health like sleep, pediatrics, chronic stress-related conditions, et cetera, pairing them with Dr. Dave, who's our co-founder and is also a trauma-informed psychiatrist and, and neuroscientist, and kind of help them understand how they can integrate Apollo into their practice, particularly in, for mental health care practitioners and pediatrics. So a lot of it is is educational and protocol-based. And, you know, the, the strategy is just to kind of chat with the folks that are already in our network as a starting point, see how it goes, and then scale up from there if we feel like it could be a good way to get more practitioners, you know, using Apollo as, as more of a professional device versus personal. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now, you mentioned before that you've been on, and by you, I think you meet Dr. David Rabin, right? One of your co-founders yeah. has been a guest, guest on several podcasts. What do you, what value does that bring to you guys? What do you like about the podcast format and having, and having a co-founder be a guest? What, what value does that add? I mean, first of all, to have Dr. Dave as the face of the brand is just a marketing gift. He is an intensely intelligent, but compassionate person. So he knows how to talk about a lot of really dicey and complex topics in a really personal way and can just connect with people very easily. You know, his background as a trauma-informed psychiatrist, he brings... Uh, you know, he brings a lot of human point of view to everything that he's talking about. So even the genesis of Apollo, he was finding in his own practice that people can't even begin to embark on positive behavioral changes until they feel like they're in a place of psychological safety. So Apollo was really developed to help patients feel psychologically safe so they could then go on to talk about their feelings and start their mindfulness and breathwork practices and begin to exercise and do all of that. So, you know, Dave can basically talk to the cows come home on just about any topic. And the other thing is he is really a, a pioneer in innovative mental health therapies. So he's been doing work in the psychedelic space for many years, is involved with MAPS, who are using things like MDMA, psilocybin to treat things like treatment-resistant PTSD. And, you know, Apollo is a big part of his life, but it's not the only part of his life. He's still a practicing psychiatrist and very heavily involved in some of those other spaces. So we can just position him in so many different ways on a lot of podcasts. And what it brings to the brand is, of course, awareness, but more more importantly, credibility and liking. It's very mm. difficult to come out of a podcast with Dave without feeling like you've learned something that was really useful, especially when he talks about stuff like epigenetics and, and things that are really just, you know, culturally infusing everything that we're going through as a, as a nation. So uh, mm -hmm. it's been, it's been fantastic. And we've seen, you know, in some cases where he focused more on the pod on the product, we've sold mm -hmm. out a product after he's been on an episode wow. of a big podcast, like, like Ben Greenfield. And in other cases, he's just talking about science and mental health and other things. But a lot of times we end up getting a lot of inbound after that from other thought leaders, other influencers who just want to talk to Dave about stuff and have him as mm. guests. Okay. That's really cool. And so it sounds like it just goes a really far way towards helping to personalize things. 
And Absolutely. especially for a company that's so based in science, which can be dry and confusing and off-putting to some people. But if you have especially a founder or someone who's good at talking about it in a normal human way, that can just go a really long way towards breaking down some of those barriers and starting conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so final thoughts. What's something that you've learned over the past few years or throughout your career that you can share with our listeners about audience engagement that can help them better engage their audiences? I think the biggest learning is that we just need to stop selling all the time. Give people something that they find useful. What's in it for them? Stop asking for people's money at every turn. And the more that we've focused on this human storytelling, tips and tricks, Dave talking about cool stuff, the more people want to buy Apollo without us really pushing it. And that's been a, a great learning for me. You know, I come from sort of a classical CPG background or it's just like, talk about the product, talk about the benefit. And, you know, some of that really comes in handy, like talk about the benefit, but maybe stop talking about the product so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I love that. That's just so true, right? In the age of digital everything and people being bombarded with so much stuff, nobody wants to be sold. No one wants to give you 15 minutes to do, to demo their thing. It, it's, it just doesn't work right? People yeah. are, people will respond though. If you meet, like you said before, meet them where they are and with, with information that's about them, not about you. Mm -hmm. And then exactly. they'll want to talk and they'll, and they'll want to engage. Great advice. Well, Amy, thank you so much for your time, for your insights and for a great conversation. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Great to be on the show. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.